My mama always said, always said, always said, always said, always said, So hello everybody, welcome to another week, a bonus feature of Life's Not a Box of Chocolates, starring me, the God King Larry Tate, aka Voice of Gods. So, um, you got another can of uh, Philadelphia cream cheese? I was asking about it and no one got back to me. Good communication skills. Real, real, uh, thanks a lot. So, uh, state your case, Antonetti. So, this is Anthony. You can follow me at Anthony M. Vega. And then usually up next would be Instagramless uh, Danny Ams. But today he's not with us because what is he has school, right? Class or something like that? He has CCD slash P. <laughs> he's, got, he's got pre-K. Yeah, so anyway. And you know what it's called? It's called patty cakes. He's not with us, so um, yeah, we're going to be doing it without him tonight. But yes, you can still catch us on our social media, which is Box Chalk Pod. That's B-O-X-C-H-O-C-P-O-D. And also, um, if you guys ever want to share your experience with us, and you guys want to get an interview with us, which will be really hard to schedule considering <laughs> we have such a load of people that want to be a part of us you can um just send us an email at boxchalkpod at gmail.com all right let's get into it let's... world immigrant and adventure coach first found her love for travel and adventure when she was hiking the himalayas at the age of five this love led her to 70 more countries and a bachelor's in international tourism and emotional intelligence. She started developing her training and coaching for people that felt travel and adventure is not an option in their life. Currently, she helps people to experience life on a deeper level, travel smarter, and create more international memories while guiding them to get them excited about the life that they are building and turning them into their own best storytellers. Give it up for Vivian Doms. And how are we doing today? Welcome, Vivian. How are you doing yeah, today, hon? How's everything? I'm doing really, really great. How about you guys? Doing great. We're living, we're breathing, we're walking, we're eating. And you know what? As long as that's going on, that's the one thing that, well, a few things that we should be, you know, grateful for, the yeah, simple things in life. As long as none of us are sick or in bad health, you know, we're, we're doing okay right now. Mm -hmm. As long so, as we're healthy. That's true. Yep, mm -hmm. as long as we're healthy, Most which is... the important thing right now. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You, um, is everything good with you? Is anybody in your family sick? Are you going through anything? How's everything with you, you on know, this, you know? To be honest, they're all doing really good. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, I'm very lucky. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, of course... Um. We just want to know how everyone is doing during this pandemic. It's good to know that you're doing well on your end. As you know, we're doing well on our end. Considering we're basically, us in New York, we're basically like the most infected area in the whole world as yeah. of right now. Yeah, so. And, you know, we're actually yep. we're actually holding off pretty well. So, um, you know, you know, let's just jump right into it. So, uh, before we even get uh, started, uh, Vivian, if um, can I call you Viv? Is that okay? Is that all right if I can develop that? Totally fine. Okay, because I don't know if I'm if I can get that comfortable with you yet, and I've only been speaking to you for the past minute. So, but, <laughs> no, okay. that's great. Okay, excellent. So, um, before we get started, um, do you want to shout out um your social media platforms where people can follow you, where they um where they can learn more about you, like on your Facebook, Instagram, yeah, Twitter, your website, anything you yep. have that you want to promote, uh, yep. just just say it now before we start. Yep. Sure. So it's at Adventure Your World, pretty mm -hmm. much everywhere: YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, okay. um, yeah, and also my website, adventurelove.com. Oh, that's good. You have everything just the same name, so it's easy. To yeah, yeah. yeah, that's really good. Usually All about the adventure. Have... Yeah. Yeah, okay. So um, let's get right into it because we've been doing research about you all day. So, I mean, of course, you know, of course, you know, it's tip like, you know, typically you're not supposed to ask a woman this question, but I mean, you're 24 years old right now, correct? Yes. Oh, wow. You are a young prodigy, Viv. You are a thing of legends. <laughs> you're a thing of legends, my dear. Thank you so much. You know what? Like I've learned a lot from people that are way older than me, so I always have to get credit to all my friends, family, and all people I've met during my travels. Okay, so 
just by saying that, who what who would you say was the most impactful when it came to you learning from older people? Like who was the one person that you learned from the most? That you felt was almost like a mentor. Um, so first few years, definitely my mom, because mm. my parents grew up in the eastern part of Germany, which by then they weren't allowed to travel anywhere. And once they were, they're like, you know what, girl, like you have the possibility, go do whatever you want. My mom used to work in the oncology department and she saw people like, you know, dying from cancer, left and right pretty much. And mm. she saw how fast life can change. And so many people came to her at like a really young age or even older age with like so many dreams and desires still. And she literally saw them from being this like young and vibrant, beautiful person and human being to like dying mm-hmm. with all the things that they wanted to accomplish. So the one thing they always told me is like, you want to do something? Go do it now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, were they basically implying like it's better off doing that when you're younger, correct? Yeah, I mean, even if you're older, you know, like there's so many people that change their life at 60. The thing is just you have to go do it. Like, don't wait for it. Yeah, you can't hesitate. You got to really be ready to take that dive. So um, your parents growing up in Germany, that must have been something crazy. And what about their, uh, their your grandparents? Were they alive during like the war or anything like that? Yeah, so actually my grandparents grew up during World War Two. So oh, there's wow. a lot of stories that they told me about, like... You know, the whole crazy situation, yeah, but obviously yeah. they were like kids. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. they were yes. impacted, but they grew up without a father because, you know, they died in the war and all that crazy That's crazy. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, um, you were actually explaining on how when um, your mother was a nurse, um, practice practicing as being a nurse or along those lines. What do you mean exactly? Mm-hmm. What, what was the lockdown that, what, what do you mean exactly currently? What was that lockdown that I heard you say? Oh, so um, in Eastern Germany, back in the day, they weren't allowed to travel anywhere apart from, I think it's Czech Republic, Hungary, and sometimes Romania. Um. So they were very limited on places they were allowed to go back in the day. And they pretty much lived in a similar situation than we are in right now, like lining up for groceries. There weren't like wow. all sorts of foods available, like no chocolate, no bananas. Everything that isn't like produced locally is very hard to get and very expensive. Okay. Wow. Now, um, now with the Czech Republic and Romania, was there something certain or particular about those certain countries that they that you couldn't that they couldn't travel to? Because I mean, I know Romania is a little more south than Germany, but like, what about Poland? What about Belgium? What about Belarus? What about like the, um, you know, around those countries that were closer to Germany? Mm-hmm. So you know, Germany. I'm not like a history pro, but Germany obviously like lost World War Two, right? And then. Um, America came over and took over the some part of Germany, and um, France obviously had some sector of Germany. Everyone was like taking care of a part of Germany, trying mm. to get some benefits out of the country, some money from like you know um, factories, whatever was like left in the country that wasn't like completely destroyed. And Russia had that eastern part, so. As Russia was controlling that part of Germany, they were only allowed to travel in these countries that were, like, occupied or, like, surrounded by Russia. What year was this going on? Like, what were these years? Was this in the 70s and 80s, or? Mm, Like, 60s, 70s, something like that. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, all right. So, we'll get more. All right. So, I mean... We'll actually go more further into um, more about you now. Um, so, I mean, of course, I understand what it means, but can you give us more of a more of a like in detail? Exact. What do you mean exactly when you say that you're a digital nomad? Like, what do you mean exactly? So, digital nomad literally means you work and live anywhere you want. Okay. So I work. I work online. I pretty much try, travel full time. Obviously, like now you're due to the COVID-19 situation, it's kind of on hold, but I live in any kind of country, however long I want to, and wow. travel at the same time, and just move on whenever either, like, my visa runs out, or the new opportunity comes up, or friends go to some other place, and I want to join them. Wow. Wow, that's, yeah, that's You live something. a life that most <laughs> yeah, that people dream of, you know what I mean? Because I, I would I would love to do that. Yeah, it's right? just that I haven't had any type of... Um, 
online platform. I mean, I try to. I mean, I sell right now. I'm selling resistant bands on Amazon, and hopefully, I'm trying to mm -hmm. like get further with that. But I mean, if I was able to hit bank with that, then I would honestly just take up on that and just leave. I mean, especially leave New York. I've been here my whole life, so I mean, yeah. I am trying to leave Both here. You know. So, but I mean, I honestly, bet. I bet. Yeah. So there's actually a lot of people that do that, um, like digital nomads, because you know, especially living in New York isn't like the cheapest thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> in the world. Yeah, yeah I know. So I know. People are like, I want to invest in my business, but I only have like limited options, like financially. Yeah. So they go to a cheaper place, let's say like Thailand or Vietnam or Bali for a while, and like try to like build up their business from there. Mm. Got it. Okay. Wow, that, that, like that. Yeah. Honestly, I never thought about, never it, thought that. about it. That like that. that's a that's a good way to like you know get around um, those type of difficulties in regard to compromising the financial stability that you're trying to gain. Um, at the same time yeah. that you know you don't want to be having heavy expenses weighing down on you. You know, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, uh, I mean, half the reason why I'm still here in New York is just because I just don't want to leave my mother. You know, I don't want to leave mm. my family. You know, I just don't want to leave her. Um, you know, I mean. My father, I mean, whatever. I can probably live live on the other side of the world and still have a relation. I still talk to my father. That doesn't mean anything to me. Like in regards of like you know, staying connected with him. Of course I do. But you know, my mother I have a special connection with her. But I mean, um, but I mean, like on saying that, um, how, like, do you stay? I mean, I'm assuming that you stay in touch with your parents as you're like you're moving constantly. No, how was that? I am staying in contact. The funny thing is, during a lot of years, they came visiting me all around the world. <laughs> and almost three years ago now, they um, quit their job and rented out a house, bought a camper van, and drove around Europe and Asia for two and a half years. And they just came back this summer. So during this period of time, I had to come visit them wherever they were. It was very interesting. So you kind of, it looks and like you kind of get it from them a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, what did you say? It looks like you kind of get it uh, from them a little bit, like the fact that you love to travel so much and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's like an, they give it to me, and then I started traveling more and more, and then we're like, oh, I want to travel full-time as well. So, like, what have you been doing here? Like, we're not 100% happy with the life we're living, with the jobs we're having. Um, what are we doing with this for? Like, are we waiting just for retirement to then enjoy our life and, you know, hopefully not die before that? Or, like, what's going yeah, on here? Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, that was a good point. Mm -hmm. So, so you were, um, so you've been to 70 countries, correct? Correct. Now, um, <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to name all of them, but, um. <laughs> it's still going to be here tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean. Just to narrow it down, I, best, I guess it's to ask in regards to those 70 countries you've been to, what was your favorite country? Well, I'm not going to say country. I'm just going to say favorite countries you've been to and why. And mm -hmm. what was your best experience when you were in those countries to make that judgment on why they were your favorite countries to, be, to, to go to? Mm, good question. Well, mm -hmm. It's a very hard question because... Every experience was quite different, right? So I loved Mexico because I stayed there for a year. Um, mm. I had a place where I lived, and I have the most incredible friends that I met from Mexico. Oh, wow. We're still in good contact. Mexico is an incredible country, but I also have to say I do speak fluent Spanish, so that makes a huge difference on the experience. Mexico is an incredible place. There's, like, hidden places that you would never, ever know about if you're not there, like, exploring off the beaten path places that you think are like photoshopped but they're actually real wow. um, the food is pretty good it's pretty cheap to live there like you can literally live like a luxury lifestyle with like you know not a lot of money then the next country i love is vietnam it's honestly to travel one of the best places because it has it all it has Incredible food. I'm not a foodie, so <laughs> it kind of means a lot. Yeah. It mm -hmm. has incredible landscapes from desert to jungle to incredible people. Like, you can really do it all, and it's still very inexpensive. Mm, Southeast Asia, and, that, that seems like that's that's one thing I have on my bucket list because I would, I would love to. I mean, have you ever been to Bora Bora, though? No, that's on my bucket list, though. So. <laughs> I just want to stop you real quick, and I want to ask you, how many languages do you speak? Yeah. Because once you said that, I was like, oh, now she probably has a whole bunch of other languages that she possibly speaks. Oh, no. I'm not that great with languages. I only speak English, German, and Spanish, and then, like, 
some like words of like you know Arab or Swahili, but like not proper at all. So you're, tri- you're twi- almost four languages. Yeah, you're trilingual. I mean, honestly, mm, yeah, all, I, all I know, I, I, I mean, I, I speak two languages. Actually, I speak three languages. I speak English, sarcasm, and gibberish. That's what <laughs> yeah, I speak. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Uh, I still have to learn gibberish, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I, I speak gibberish very well. I mean, my, my I speak very good sarcasm. Oh my god! I, I want um, I wanted to ask you. It said that you went to Nepal when you were what age was that in the email? I, I think we read five. That. Five, right? Yeah. What was that trip about? Yeah. Like, was that something what your parents wanted to just go there for some type of reason? And why did was that the moment that inspired you and let you know that you like traveling? Um, why they wanted to go there, I think my parents just really love mountains, and mm-hmm. you know, Himalayans, like, one of the best mm. places to go to, like, for hiking, that and great. back in the days, like, internet wasn't that big of a thing, like, there weren't all these, like, travel bloggers, and travel families, and yeah, Instagrammers, yeah. where it's kind of normal to travel with a baby, so, um, they were told many times that they're crazy for taking a five-year-old to Asia without actually knowing anything about the country, right? Because they were only books. <laughs> but it actually turned out to be an incredible experience. I learned so much, um, learned how to, like, handle poverty, learned how to, like, you know, just have open eyes for things that are different and appreciate our culture more and not see other people like black people brown people as different but as you know just all the same and i think that's the big thing that is missing especially in the u.s nowadays yeah yeah Yeah, you got a great point yes very true very true yes yes that is uh very true i mean i mean i want to go back to um the countries that you've been to so it's mexico vietnam What, what what else did you have like in regards of your favorites Jordan. Jordan. Jordan really blew my mind because, to be honest, I always had this thing in my mind that, like, all Arabs are bad, right? Like, we hear this in the media the whole, all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we all know that. Like, the, the picture of the typical Arab is, like, bad terrorists. Yeah, ever, know, si- ever since 9-11 over here, it's it's obviously been like that. You know, when when we went through that. that well, was, I mean, we actually see 9-11 with hard. our own eyes. We actually seen it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, we were in, you Where know. Where were you that day? We were in school and yeah, we, we all, we, yeah, honestly, honestly, we were in school and we all just ran out of school. And <sighs> we just all ran out of school. Like all, the, like all the parents started picking up the kids and everything like that. They bring everybody downstairs and everybody was getting picked up by their parents. And then, you know, was there were some people that didn't have their parents come and get them, you know, like my, like my parents. Oh, you didn't? So I just well, ran, I, up last <laughs> I ran, I ran out of school. <laughs> I just ran out of school. And then when I went home. I just, we just watched it all. We all watched it unfold and like, you know, um, the debris was reaching, the debris from the buildings collapsing was reaching us. It was crazy. You know, unfortunately, there are a lot of people now, I would say almost 20 years later that have developed cancer from this, from the asbestos that went, that was from everywhere and, you know, they they died from it and whatever, but, um, you know, but, you know, you are 100% right about what the, you know, I just like, that's why, you know, the media really grinds my gear sometimes when it comes to them, you know, trying to express the type of image that is just not true. And like, along the lines of what you said, saying like, oh, like, all Arabs or Muslims are bad when you know what, it's not like that at all. Because me personally, I mean, I do a lot of business with Muslim people and Arab people, and they probably show the best hospitality. I'll go to their businesses, I'll go to their houses mm-hmm. to discuss business, and I go there and they already got a whole entire full entree of food out there for me. You know, they, they are very sweet people. Yeah. They are very nice people and they show good hospitality. They really do. So, yeah, you, actually, you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, you know, we're on the topic of 9-11. I know you're, you're 24, so you're significantly younger than us. Me and Rob are both 29. So I just want to know, what was your experience at yeah, that's not significant. She's not like she's not twelve years old. But I mean, but. when she was when nine eleven happened, she was way younger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was in fifth grade when that yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, she was in like second or first grade. I just want to mm-hmm. know the impact that it had on her. You know, mm-hmm. where were you? Do you remember where you were? Um. Yes, I do remember where I was. We were in Germany, just in our house, and we were watching it on TV the whole time. And to be honest, it didn't really make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was so weird. Like it was like, what is happening? What's wrong with these Americans, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, looking at it from your point of view, yeah, you know, it's in a place that you don't even live in. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I mean, it was really really far away from us, so and exactly. like super unreal. But also, you know, America's known for all the weird shit. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yep. <laughs> we know that. Very true. Very true. Very true. Yes, we are. Yeah, we're known for the the weirdest and the dumbest things, you know. Um, but um, so uh, can you just extend your experience in Jordan? Like, what were you picking up from what you said? Definitely. Yeah. So Jordan, like, really blew my mind in the way that people are very, as you said, very hostile. Like, they invite you to their homes. They want to show you around. They want to show you their country in really welcome you in and especially Jordan was very hardly hit um was very yeah hit hard by um the war in Syria right because mm. they're neighboring countries yeah they're right and above Syria, Syria. A, yeah are they right exactly. above are they, are they above Syria they're actually under Syria because I know Iraq is on the right of Syria um yeah so they, they're just um below Syria Turkey's above Syria so they, yes 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 now <clears throat> I get it <clears throat> I like yeah, geography so they're so they had quite a big tourism um, economy, but once Syria was hit, like everyone <clears throat> just thought, like oh, all Arab places, all the Middle East is dangerous. So they completely broke down in the tourism industry, mm. and nobody was going to go there anymore. Mm. So as a country, where most people work in tourism, or a lot of people do, like. There was like hardly an income for the people. So the few people that did come in after that, they really showed them like, hey, this is not who we are. Like, yes, there are bad people, but it's not that all bad, like all terrorists, um, like not that all Muslims are terrorists. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's a very, like, very big distinction you have to make and you only experience it once you are in the country mm-hmm. so there were so many beautiful places like the, the sky is so much darker in the middle east probably because of the light pollution but like also the desert like there's stars you've never seen in your life yeah we don't oh, even know wow. we don't we don't we don't even know what a star is yeah. like here in the <laughs> here, here here in new york like there's so much light pollution like I swear, like, sometimes it's, I have trouble looking at the moon. I guess, I mean, I'm only kidding. Like, I, I actually, I'm just, you know, being sarcastic. See, that's a language I speak. But I'm just saying, you know, I mean, it's, you know, there is, like, no yeah. stars here in New York. Like, nothing yeah. at all, you know. Yeah. That's true. But New York has a lot of amazing other things to offer. I love New York. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm actually sick of it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm only sick of it because I, I was born and raised here. And, like, the, another problem is, like, everybody lives on top of each other it's just like it's just like a big human sandwich you know which is it's, it's oh, just yeah. it's just ridiculous you know and I, I would like to get away from that you know you know finally get away from that you we know? went to la recently we had a pretty good time out there yeah we do shout, dem- out, shout out to la yeah yeah shout out to the west coast i mean we do our we, we i mean oh, yeah. we're nowhere near on your level we still are domestic travelers <laughs> you know yeah well, i mean la is pretty amazing i lived in vegas that was pretty amazing too. wow but that's, if you that's want to cool. experience a human sandwich go to china then you yeah i know they ho- i know <laughs> i know they uh they hold a third of the world's population there's uh 1.5 1.4 billion people Something in china like that's crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is insane. Yeah, I mean, like, they've, they've been around for like 10,000 years. I mean, they're well-established on this earth. True. Yeah. But they have a pretty amazing culture that, unfortunately, America does not have to offer yet. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, yes, 100%. I mean, yeah, 100%. Now, um, where else in the Middle East were you? I mean, after you got that experience in Jordan and you actually, you know, were able to make that firm distinction between like, you know, not all Muslims are bad and, not, you know, which I 100% agree with. They're not bad. They're actually great people. I love them. Now, did that encourage you and like, you know, like want you to go to other countries nearby? Um, it did. I wanted to go to like so many other places, but the Middle East is pretty hard to travel. 
first by yourself as a woman. Like in some places like Saudi Arabia, you're not even allowed in if you're not married and you're coming with your husband. And second, I was trying to move to the U.S. and stay in Vegas. So it really conflicted with my visa applications. I couldn't go to Iran. I couldn't go to Israel. Yeah. And the more I would travel <clears throat> the Middle East, I knew the chances were higher that they're not even going to like extend my visa. So mm. I had to really like think about it. And I was like, uh, I cannot take the take the risk. I did go to Dubai though, oh. and that's been amazing as well. Yeah, that's, oh, I've, wow. I've heard so many times that that place is great. Yeah. Oh man, I heard that. I heard that's an, that's an amazing. That's an amazing place. I mean, it's like people if they don't ride on camels, they're riding in Ferraris. It's one or the other. Like I heard that place it's, is amazing. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. They have cars you've never seen before. Like, if you're into cars, you're going to find the most incredible cars over there. And it's not like like once in a while. Like, it's like the majority of the cars. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, I've wow. heard that too. I've definitely heard that. Now, um... <clears throat> Now let's go for let's go a little uh, quick, further. Hold on, real yeah, quick. yeah, I just wanted to ask you something really quick. So I, I heard that you mentioned that you lived a few different places already. So in majority of these states that you visited, you 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 know you tried to stick it out for a little bit, like a few months, or was it just quick trips throughout the seventy countries? So most of the places I try to stay as long as possible, or as okay. long as the visa allows me. Still, there are some places that, well, there is not that much to see, like Belize, like under Guatem Guatemala and Honduras, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's literally not that much to do, so yeah, I yeah. only went for, like, a sh short few days, right? Oh, wow. I got you. Okay. All right. Um, now, if you've been to 70 countries, I'm assuming that you've been to at least six continents, correct? Antarctica's missing. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, I don't think you went to Antarctica to hang out with the polar bears and penguins. I'm not sure if, you know. Um, so, I mean, you've been to Australia. How was Australia? Australia was pretty amazing. I've been to New Zealand as well, which has been even more mind-blowing. They have more sheep than, than people. Incredible landscapes. Like, that's, I'm, I'm, pretty sure. like I'm pretty sure that's where they shot Lord of the Rings. You know? Mm-hmm. Did they? What that is like. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. More sheep than people. I mean, did you see any kangaroos? Um, I did see some in Australia, yeah. I love the koalas and um the wombats. They're so funny. Like mm. so cuddly. Like my problem is cuddly. I just want to touch all the animals and cuddle them and sometimes that's not a good idea. I mean I feel with a kangaroo you want you wanted to cuddle with a kangaroo also? Yeah. I was a kangaroo. Then um, in Africa, I really wanted to cuddle um, tiger, a lion. Oh, I was about to I say, I was like, you... to cuddle oh my baby god, I was about to say, I was like, you saw a tiger in Africa. I was like, where did he come from? I was like, wow. <laughs> oh my god, I was thinking about tigers. I wanted to say lions, and then you know. <laughs> I mean, I love. I mean, I love tigers over lions any day. Um, I, I mean, I mean, any day. I'll, I mean, if I had to put my money down on one of them, I'd pick a tiger over a lion any day in a fight, if you want my opinion. Oh my um, but, but um, I mean, so there's 54 countries in Africa. So which, con do you, which countries were you in Africa? I was in um, Tanzania for a while, for like six months. That was in the internship, correct? That was in the internship? Yeah, I, Got it. Yeah, I did an internship there. I did not enjoy it at all. Why? Um. Uh, it was it was a tough thing. So I'm the kind of person if I have to plan something out, I want to do it properly and like in advance. Mm -hmm. so I planned my internship like months before I had to go, and two weeks before when I already had my visa, my flight, and I was pretty much ready to go. A guy from the internship place emailed me, and he's pretty much like, you know what? We noticed um, it's gonna be off season, and we don't really need you. But if you still want to come, like, you can pay us $1,000 um, per month for rent, and you can work for us for free. And I was like, uh... What? <laughs> that was not the deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little <laughs> crazy. I, I was going to come, and you were going to pay me, and you were going to give me accommodation. And, you know, like, literally two weeks before, everything changed. Everything so flipped. Like, okay. Literally flipped. Now yeah. they want your money instead of them giving you money. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. 
And oh, like a thousand dollar in Africa, like um, for rent, that's just unreasonable. You know. That's how much it is <laughs> like, here. Yeah, yeah. It's that's like how much it is. It's like twelve hundred to thirteen hundred for just a small apartment that's no more than ten feet wide in New York. Yeah, but like there, it's like hundred bucks. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, the currency <laughs> like, obviously is different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That makes no sense. Oh wow! I mean, um, so. And when when you were there, so you were near lines. Were you near any like cheetahs? Um, did you ever come close with a cheetah? Because I love those animals. I did see some cheetah cheetahs. My favorite animals are leopards, and I never really saw them in real life, unfortunately. But tons of lions. Mm. Okay. Now, when you when you were in India, were you, were you, did you ever you went to India, correct, or were you ever there? Yeah. Did you yeah, see a tiger there? Every time. Did you see a tiger there? They originated there. Mm, I saw I saw some like I saw two, but they're pretty rare to find nowadays just because of the overpopulation. Yeah, they're endangered species. You know. Oh yeah, they're pretty hard to see. Yeah, they're the best. They're the best things ever. One of the best things ever happened to this earth. I love tigers. So, um, oh, I love them. Yep, they're my one of my favorite animals, hundred percent. Yeah, um, tell me a little bit about the the time that you spent with the Foster family because when I read that information about you, that def- definitely intrigued me. I wanted to know more about that in, in India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in India, it's that as well. Mm. Yeah. So I was um, twelve years old when the first time that my parents took me to to India, and I loved the country so much that I really wanted to go back. Mm-hmm. And I knew from like how we travel that we wouldn't go back anytime soon. Mm. So I started looking into exchange programs and I found one that allows you to go with the age of 14. Because normally you have to be at least 16, right? And I applied, I convinced my parents and they sent me and I flew to India and I stayed in India for, for a while with this really, really lovely family. Um, a few years later, I went to their um, cousin's wedding, and their daughter is getting married, well, maybe, hopefully, uh, this year, and um, I stayed with them for a long time. I went to school there in India, and it was so different. Like, in some classes, we literally were, like, sitting <laughs> down, just sleeping in class. Like, it's huh. pretty funny. Mm. That's crazy. <laughs> like, I kid you not. <laughs> Did you learn any, like, Buddhism? Did you learn anything like that? Um, no, there. I went. I went with a Hindu Hindu family, and I learned a lot about the culture. We went to the temples a lot, and I really loved um, their colorful gods and how they're praying and how they're worshiping, like pretty much all the animals and everything that is around. Mm. Pretty magical. They have so many festivals that. Like, if you ever get a chance to go to India, try to go to one of their big festivals, like Holi. That's the color festival. I think they celebrated in a lot of places all around the world now, mm-hmm. where you just throw different colors. Or Diwali, that's the light festival, which is pretty much like a lot of lights, a lot of candles, and it's so beautiful. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I do want to travel. I mean... I think I have enough money to actually travel. I think we both do. So, so it's safe to say you built a uh, like a bond with this family, from what I gather. Sorry, what did you say? I said so. It's safe to say that like you built a bond with this family, from what I gather, from what you're saying about how you yeah. went back to to the wedding. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're they're very very lovely people, and normally Indians are very very kind people. Yes. And um, very hostile as well. Like they want you to come and actually see and experience the country because obviously now they also have a lot of bad press about the country with all their like rapes and overpopulation and they have a lot of shit going on to be honest. So yeah, really there's a billion people there. And see the culture because they have so much to offer. Yeah, there there's a what is that population's like a billion people, no? Something close to that? Yeah, I think it's over a billion now, like 1.2 billion or something wow. like that. Wow, wow, they're catching up to China. Isn't those the only two countries right now that have over a billion people in population? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm. I, would, I like to come back to what you said of like, I don't think I have the money to travel, because the funny thing is most people think they're unable to travel. But to be honest, most people 
like most time you travel, you can spend way less than when you're living in a place. And obviously, way less than living in New York. Hmm. But like a whole month of traveling Southeast Asia, you can literally spend six hundred bucks. That's that's for the whole month. That's crazy. I can't even. Wow. I can't even like fathom that. I that's, can. I can actually afford that by a long shot. That's excellent. For a month, how much did we spend for the week that we were in Cali? Probably a like no, thousand. We probably. I mean, person. yeah. I mean, I spent. I almost spent two thousand dollars in Atlantic City when I was there for my birthday yeah. last year, just in a VIP section. <laughs> Unbelievable! Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but that is crazy, fun. right? Like when you when you just look at how much money you spend during your normal life in the U.S. Like when you go out to eat, when you like order food, whatever you do, go out to party, buy certain things that you don't actually need, maybe. Like, we spend so much money unconsciously that if we, like, a little bit more conscious with the money, we could do so much more. Yeah, I spent yeah, $100 I, I spent $100 today on food. Well, I mean, I went to I went to, uh, I went to go food shopping at the food mart. You know, I mean, I, it's, not mm-hmm. like I, it's not like I order out and just, like, you know, act like a slob in that sense. But, um, I mean, oh. when you say... When you say, like, basically what you were just saying, like, you know, people will be surprised on how much how much money they don't have to spend when they travel outside the U.S. Um, now, does that run along the lines of what you were trying to imply from what I was research, researching about you when you say on how to travel smarter? And also, does that also mean, like, what you were saying before about go to countries where their currency and their way of living and expenses is not so expensive, which makes you able to compromise your expenses? Is that what you mean by travel smarter? Um, this is definitely a part of it, so you're not spending as much as you think you should, but it's also about creating the experience, because most people, when they go away, they have one tiny um, bad experience, like, might be like the flight is delayed, um, they over- overcompensate it and say, like, oh, the whole, the whole holiday was bad. This is what stays in people's memory. Mm-hmm. If, like, someone at the hotel was rude to them, they actually remember, like, oh yeah, that was a bad, that was a bad holiday. And mm. it's about creating these experiences intentionally and turning like difficult stories or unforeseen challenges into something positive or into like a great or funny story. Yeah, that doesn't negatively affect you afterwards. I would just completely separate that from. I I would probably separate that from um actually you know. If I was actually going to go to, you know, go somewhere and that actually happened mm-hmm. and I said, oh, I had a bad experience with the receptionist at the hotel, you know, that still doesn't, that's completely separate from me saying, all right, well, I just went out and I had a lot of fun at this club or something like that, this, that, or whatever. I wouldn't even relate that, you know. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't relate that at all to that one certain experience to the point that it would overcome everything as a whole. Um mm-hmm. I mean that that's actually a good thing. I wouldn't I wouldn't let it intertwine. I wouldn't let any bad thing intertwine with anything that would be good. Um, that is amazing. But there was a study done that actually a lot of people do it, and mm-hmm. I've also seen it myself. Or if you've ever been to a nightclub, um, like I have the experience from Vegas. I'm not sure if it's the same in LA or New York. But if you go out and you're in a nightclub, you meet a lot of people that they don't actually look very happy being in the nightclub. They're, like, drunk or they're bored or just, like, standing around trying to find their friends. If you ask them the day after, like, hey, how was your night out? They're like, oh, my God, it was amazing. I had so much fun. Look at all my beautiful selfies. Look at all the people I met. Like, I had so much fun. Yeah. Well, did they really? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially, I mean, to be honest with you, in New York on how it is at bars and how it is at clubs, from how I grew up experiencing it, it's basically just a bunch of people standing around looking at each other. That's what that's yeah. what I, that's what I've noticed, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, are you actually having fun while you're doing it? Mm-hmm. And you know what? I mean, I I've, of course. I mean, to tell <laughs> you the why truth, spent so much money on the VIP. So yeah. More see, see that exactly. That's the exact reason. <laughs> see, that's the reason why when I go out, if I'm ever to go out, I really focus <laughs> in on you know. Definitely getting a VIP. I think VIP, nothing tops a VIP. You have your own room, you got your own liquor, and, um, you know, I just, yeah, I mean, if you want to stand in the crowd with a general admission, definitely what you're saying is 100% true, and I'm not saying it's not true as if it was opposed to being in the VIP, but VIP Mm -hmm. definitely is much better, you know, regardless of where you are, 
you know, um, yeah. you know, regardless of where you are, I, th I think the VIP is really what makes the night, you know, better, obviously. But yeah. I would also assume that you're going out with really good friends of yours that you actually enjoy hanging out with. Is that true? Yes, it's yeah, about yes. it's about the energy. You know, it's definitely about the energy yeah. of people. You have to see. Um, we have a friend uh -huh. that you know. <laughs> well, I mean, we have we have a long lost friend, I guess you can say, that you know. Um, we went to uh, Atlantic City with, and he was insisting on coming with us. And then when his crazy girlfriend found out because she tracks him on his phone that he was going. Oh my god! Yeah, I know. Don't even get me started. So you know, go you know, going down the Garden State Parkway checking his status on his phone because he downloads an app to track his location which is actually fucking crazy you know once once he realized that this girl was looking after him you know his whole entire night was ruined and you know what she tried to ruin all of our nights because she was calling us from all different types of numbers on a whatsapp <laughs> yeah, thinking it, that, it was long story short it was really fucking crazy yeah so. it was just it, it was more like it was pathetic but you know what i wasn't gonna let i wasn't gonna let a little crazy little minion of a bitch ruined my night you know so yeah that girl was crazy so i mean i just you know if you want my honesty but yeah but you're right about energy wise 100 percent. it's about who you're with and whatever like everything like that 100 percent um but i mean um all right your friend was pretty crazy for being with that girl yeah yeah i mean listen we, <laughs> we lost him as a friend to this day because he doesn't you know he doesn't call us all of our numbers are blocked from his phone so we can't ever contact him it's, uh, it's, yeah i mean i know him wow. since yeah, i, I know him since i was nine i'll always love the kid i'll always go to war for the kid but you know what he he leads me to a point that's like you know what else can i do you know i'm just gonna you know i'm not even gonna bother anymore you know i always love him you know even though you heard me just get like a little fresh just now when i was expressing my emotions <laughs> about it but you know what all in all i end off saying i still got a lot of love for the kid i'll always look out for him you know i mean personally you know i mean personally his girlfriend never did anything terrible to me so, you know, I mean, she's always nice to me or whatever, but we all generally know how crazy she is. But, you know, me personally, me and her never had a problem. She's cool to me. So I always end off saying that, you know, in regards of keeping that on good terms. Um, but you're right. I mean, basically, you're one of hundreds of people that said the same thing, that he's crazy for being with that and dealing with that and letting <clears throat> that happen, allowing that to happen. You know, oh, yeah. that that just made me think about, you know, you and, and, and traveling all the time. You know, that must have been hard to maintain any type of romantic relationship or, or, or closeness with, some, with somebody when you're traveling to so many different places. Yeah, not to dig into so much of your personal yeah, yeah, business, yeah. but I mean, did you, um, did, I mean, did you, I mean, did you at least like, you know, while you were traveling, did you find someone that, you know, in a romantic way or like someone that you almost fell in love with or fell in love with? I mean, you don't have to answer that if you don't want to. We could just move right on. No, 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 that's totally fine. Mm. So it's the kind of thing, if you know what kind of life you want to be living, it's the kind of person you try to attract into your life, right? Like mm -hmm. if you know, like, you want to have the kind of entrepreneurial lifestyle, you probably don't want to have a partner that is, like, going to do corporate thing and, like, nine to five and just following all the rules. Mm. Uh, so for me, that wouldn't really work. So I generally wouldn't really connect with a person that is, like, not into traveling at all. Mm -hmm. got it got so it. it's kind of like a good filter to like see like hey <laughs> who could be a good option and who isn't and to be honest there's a lot more people than you think that are doing similar things than I do maybe not at the same extent um, but a lot of digital nomads a lot of people that are trying to like work remotely and trying to like leave their country and um, yeah just look for a different kind of lifestyle pretty much Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people, even people who work corporate or do their thing, like you know, they they try to escape, you know, in their in their mind, you know, and then they wish they were that where yeah. they were somewhere else. So maybe they go take a vacation for the summer for a week or two just to get it out of their system, but then they go back to that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and they never really break out of the cycle of like doing the same thing over and over and over again. And another thing that I noticed from traveling so much. I actually feel I live and experience my life more because during the years where I was just, you know, going to school or studying in the same place, like the, the days just kind of like blur into like one big thing and it all kind of looks the same. And then you look back and you can't really remember what you've done like three months ago. 
yeah. unless there was like a big celebration. Or like if I ask you, do you remember what you did in August three years ago? It, yeah, I won't really. I don't think I'll remember exactly unless there was a memorable moment of, of some sort. Exactly, unless there was like a wedding, a celebration, a birthday, mm-hmm. or like a big exactly. holiday. Exactly. You don't really remember, but like the more you, and that's what I do. I try to create intentional experiences, being really intentional with the things I'm doing, with like um, experiences I'm getting myself into, like coming to Canada to spend winter when it's like minus thirty degrees. I don't know. How I was just like, telling. I was just telling uh, Rob next to me that we were gonna we were gonna drive down to Canada, but remember we, we were talking about it was definitely too cold. We're gonna drive up to Canada. Yeah, yeah, drive yeah. up to Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, we want to go to Toronto. Definitely do it. I want to. I mean, I've been to Montreal tons of times because uh, I went to school. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like 20 <laughs> minutes from Canada, I went to Plattsburgh, New York, SUNY Plattsburgh. Shout out to that school, everyone up there. We love you. Um, <laughs> that was a great school. I had a lot of fun up there. They, I swear, it was like 20 minutes from Canada. And I was like no more than 45 wow. minutes. I was 45 minutes away from Montreal. Mount- Montreal is a great city. That is an awesome city. Very fun. Um, I want to go to Toronto. I do want to get there. I want to get to Vancouver, um, which is out mm-hmm. in the far west. Um, but considering, oh, yeah. but but considering, I actually you know got into the um, the subject of school. I do see that you got your bachelor's in international tourism. What school did you attend? Um, so I first went into to university just in the north of Germany mm-hmm. and then finished in Mexico City. Um, it's a big university called Anaguac. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's very like known here, but for like Mexicans, it's a, it's a big thing. Um, that's where I studied. Mm, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised that we, we don't that we don't know about that. I mean, because Mexico City, if I'm not mistaken, is the highest populated city in the western hemisphere of the world. You know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. And I think the biggest city, um, like area wise, in oh. the world. Oh, landscape. You mean like that? You mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, I'm pretty sure we're second in the in the whole Western Hemisphere. You know, because when I'm, I'm meaning like North America and South America and Central America all combined, I'm pretty sure it's New Mexico. I mean, it's it's Mexico, and then it's then it's New York. No, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Um. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. There's nine million of us living on top of each other. Jesus. And you wow. know, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, listen, I'm trying to get to Europe. He, this kid, yeah. he, he already knows. We both. I, I want. I'm trying to go. I to want Europe. to get to. I mean, you've been to London, correct? Yeah. How was your How was your experience in London? Because I want to get there. So um, bad. Yeah. Me too. Ooh. Um, London is a great city. Um, I'm not really a big fan of the English accent mm. and the English weather because it's always raining. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I noticed you know, that, yeah. My brother used to live in Portland, and I experienced that, like the rainy type weather. My brother actually currently lives in Korea. Um, he's another wow. one. Yeah, yeah, he's another one that likes change. So he, you know, he used to live in Portland. South Korea he lives yeah, in, obviously. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, <laughs> He's looking to move to like Austin, Texas or Seattle. He used to work for Nike actually in Portland. He was like a software developer for Nike. So when I visited him. That's incredible. Yeah, it was cool. We had a good time. Uh, He took me to the employee Nike store and he was able to just get me like anything I wanted. It it was cool. But um, Portland's definitely a cool city. It's like very laid back and different out there. Like everybody's like very accepting of others. Like different Mm -hmm. way of life. I liked it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have, Have you ever been there? Yeah. Um, I haven't, but I have a lot of friends over there. But I really like the West Coast lifestyle. I love yes. the West Coast. Yeah. I, I love in like New York. It's just like busy, busy, busy. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. I mean, uh, I love everywhere else in this in my country except New York. I mean, literally. I mean, what I've learned about traveling around this country because I've been to. I mean, I'm a domestic traveler, of course. We're not on your level yet, Viv. Um, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> I've been to Boston, I've been to Baltimore, been to Philadelphia, been to Chicago, been to Miami, been to Atlanta, been to LA, um, and that's basically that's it. it. Right? That, that's yeah, I mean, well, I mean, internationally, I've been to the Cayman Islands, I've been to Jamaica, I mean, I've been to Puerto Rico, but that's not international. Um, I've been to Dominican Republic, and that's that is basically it. That's that's where I've been, and what I've realized about every place where I went. It seems like everywhere else, people know how to make money 
in a smarter way. I'm not saying us uh, here in New York we don't know how to make money yeah, smart, but um, they make they make smart like it's. I don't say they make it smarter, but they are making it in a more laid back way. You see, in New York we break yeah. our asses to get to make money. We literally break our asses. You know, like mm-hmm. this city doesn't stop building. It just doesn't stop. You know, we don't stop moving. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guarantee you I could probably walk fast back backwards faster than most people can walk forward. You know, that's how it is. that's how ridiculous it is in New York. You know. Um, but let me let me just get to this. Uh let me just ask you this question. Now, the big country. Have you ever been to Russia? And what was your experience there if you've been there? I have not because of the visa, but I've been to the Ukraine and I actually loved it. Okay. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so we as Europeans, we, to be honest, we see a lot of Ukraines as like, you know, prostitutes, bitches, kind of, you know, not a very nice image. But once you get there, it's a very, very beautiful country. The people might be a little bit complicated just because, you know, sometimes it's very cold. And I found the cold country often the colder the people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an interesting mix, but the country has so much to offer. Like Kiev, the capital of the Ukraine, is incredible. Mm. Like it's so beautiful. You can spend days and days and days there. Wow. And um, like all these like Russian related countries are actually very beautiful. Like what about have you been to the Baltic area like Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania? Have you been there? I've been there, super cute, super tiny country, beautiful culture. Um, unfortunately, I don't speak the language, but I don't think many people do anyway, so it doesn't really <laughs> matter. But incredible country. Mm. Did you stay in like Airbnbs mostly, or would you say like hostels? Um, I've done pretty much everything. Okay. So I've met, I've, I've I stayed in hostels when I was like 18, 19. I try to avoid hostels now just because, I don't know, I don't I don't really like the like, first time travelers that like, always ask you the same questions and just want to go out party. I mean, it's, it's amazing, but if you travel long term, you just cannot really live that kind of lifestyle. You cannot just yeah. go out and party every single day. Like, <laughs> Obviously. Like, yeah. That's why sometimes... Like, gotta destroy you. Sometimes I wonder how, like, these stars do it. You know, like, these rappers and these musicians that are partying every day, drinking, smoking. I'm like, how Dan, do they keep up with it? What's his name? Uh, Dan Prozerian. He's a perfect example. Yeah, he's a perfect example, that guy. That guy, that guy, that guy. I mean, you know who that guy is, Dan Prozerian? Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, that guy lives a serious life. I mean, yeah, I wish I could live crazy. that. I mean, that guy parties and shoots guns all day. <laughs> like, literally. It's, like, unbelievable. But, um... Okay, I don't want to drift off so much, but I do want to get into um, your website. And um, can you explain to us? Because I what I what well, we notice real quick before right, you get to that, because after that we'll start okay. wrapping up. Okay. I, I just want to ask you one quick question: Was there any sure. place out of these seventy places that you went to that just almost made you want to settle down and just stay there, and that's it? Yeah, good question. Of the day. Never, yeah. never, never travel anywhere else. I feel like you're too young to even um, ever settle. Yeah. No, 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 definitely. I love Bali. It's super cliche, but it has everything. Like, it's the whole, like, freedom lifestyle. Um, You can just rent your scooter, um, live in a super cheap place, or even in, like, super luxury place. You can find it all. You can have the Western lifestyle. You can have the local lifestyle. Everything is possible. Um, You're very close to, like, Komodo Island and, like, live with dragons and visit pink beaches. Wow. Go to super touristy areas and super, like, off-the-beaten-path places that, pretty much nobody knows apart from the locals that some of them never really seen like white people before mm-hmm. and also Mexico just because I love the people I have so many friends there yeah it yeah. sounds and yeah like, we're getting that impression yeah. from you you definitely have a distinct uh, <laughs> love for Mexico 100% um, let me ask you this though um, don't want to flip it so much but I mean Throughout your experience on being into the 70 countries, have you ever encountered any type of a dangerous situation? Yes. Good question. To be honest, I feel uh, people attract dangerous situations because I've never really had anything really bad happening to me. 
Well, that's a good thing. Like, that's a great through, thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a very good thing. Like I'm, I think I got the rip of changing money once, but apart from that, I was always very lucky, and I'm not a super super careful person. Like I leave my bag, my laptop, or my passport, and my money in the bus while I go out to a shop and buy something, or like you know. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that happens to me all the time. But I know other people, they get robbed or into bad, dangerous situations all the time. But also, I feel they attract it. Like, so many people really attract dangerous situations. You can literally see them walking around with their gold necklace mm-hmm. and the big expensive camera shown around and feeling completely lost. Like, they have no idea where they are. It's like they're asking they're for it. Yeah, they're like wow. they're asking for yeah. it, not even know it. Like they're asking for it inadvertently. Oh, I mean, yeah, they're asking. They're really asking for it. It happened to me once um, in Johannesburg, in South Africa, which is a really, really dangerous city. If you don't really know where you're going, I wanted to repair my GoPro, mm-hmm. and I had a friend there. I was staying with a friend, and I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna take like a random taxi, drive into the city center, and find a place that repairs GoPros." You know, anyone will probably have to know how to do it well it completely backfired the city center that i thought where i was going was somewhere completely different i ended up in a ghetto just black people like everyone was staring at me i was completely misplaced there was not one um, international store not one international hotel i'm like oh my god whatever i'm doing here Everyone was observing me, like I was the target number one, and this is a bad, bad place to be. And I was like, oh my god, what am I going to do? So mm, I just yeah, that's crazy. looked around me, and like, okay, I just got to walk. So I took all my confidence, chin up, and just walked. I mm. just walked in the middle of the street, so nobody can like, come in like, the corner of the house or whatever, and like, you know, <laughs> drag you into the house, yeah. interview, whatever. Like, it sounds crazy, but these these things actually do happen. No, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, of course, hundred percent. I mean, uh, we could definitely. Yeah, I've heard horror stories. I've heard. Yeah, I mean, I that would actually make me ask you. Also, did you ever have anyone like randomly come up to you and, and talk to you? Where at once or at a glance of it, did you have it cross your mind that that person was like a sex trafficker or something? Or was dangerous or something? Yeah. Um, I don't, but I do have a very good feeling for places and people. And I think the more you travel, the more you develop this. Um, you really kind of sense the situation. And I do have a lot of friends in Mexico. Not a lot, but I do have friends in Mexico that are like into like drug trafficking and stuff and have very bad friends. But I also have very amazing friends that I know who to hang out with and what to do and how to literally like behave in certain situations. Yeah, you know, this, you know who uh, to surround yourself with. Excellent. Oh, yeah. All right. So, um... All right, you, you're good at answering any questions. Uh, I'm good, yeah, to, we could start right. to wrap up. Well, I mean, I just want to get into, um, can you explain what you, because um, what I have saw in the websites, at your website, mm-hmm. um, the memberships, there was one that was $49 and the yeah, other one that yes, was $444. Yeah. No can that. you explain, can you explain to us those memberships and why there is like a huge gap in prices and within those two plans that we saw? Yes, so one is just a normal membership. Um, it's like a membership area where you can get all pre-recorded content, like a community where like twice a month we go live and we talk about whatever current topics are like either important or whatever questions people have about traveling, about emotional intelligence while traveling, about creating a lifestyle and a life that people are truly in love with, like experiences, like right now obviously there's no travel, so like creating experiences at home and not going crazy at home. And the other one is the more high-level mastermind, which is like a very small group. It's like 24 seven, we're like in a group, chatting, being together, like whatever questions you have. It's more like a one-on-one support as well. So you have one-on-one calls and um, the close group calls. And hmm. that's literally takes the difference, like mastermind and just normal membership. Now those people that have memberships, uh, the mastermind memberships, I mean, did they expect for you to stay in contact with them 24-7 or like they constantly reaching out to you? Um, it's not constantly, constantly. They definitely can because this is what it's for. Like whenever they're in a situation where like, I don't know what to do here right now, then that I'm there to like support them and help them and guide them through it. Okay. All right. Excellent. All and right, this so. is based on your expertise of traveling to all these different places. So you're able to ease somebody's worry um, or anxiety about a certain situation because you've probably been in it yourself. Yeah, 
Now you have a double degree. Exactly. You have a double degree in uh, international tourism, and what was what was the other one? Um, emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. So you got mm -hmm. a double double bachelor's. Yeah. Wow, you're a thing of legends, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, I have a bachelor's too, but it took me like five and a half years to get it, only because I just party all the time, and and you know, my 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 bachelor's degree collects dust up on the wall. Um, that's what it does. <laughs> But, um, I know. I feel mine does too. Like, to be honest, I don't even know why I have it. I think I just have it because, you know, everyone kind of, like, studies, especially in Germany, that, like, education is free. So people do study if they want to. I mean, I... like in the U.S. I mean, I, I mean, I studied, but the only time I did study is when I would have, like, a midterm or a final or a big test. And the day before, I would just take Adderall and study the whole night and not even go to sleep. So... <laughs> That was it. Yeah, I you think know. I feel that it's the American way. I think we do it similar, just we don't really have this whole annual thing. It's yeah. really not a big thing in Europe. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to crack a joke there at the same time. It was true. That's what I did. <laughs> but, um, all right. So we're, um, you know, we were actually, wow, we actually hit an hour really getting into it. I really didn't think we were going that long, but, you know, considering we've been really in such an interesting topic and speaking to such a, a lovely woman thing of legends, I call her. Um, we're going to probably wrap it up right now, but the last question, well, actually you have any questions for us? How did you guys, um, start this podcast? Like what inspired, what is your bigger mission in life? Well, I mean, if you want to know, I mean, at first, you know, we really just found it to be like a hobby. We really got together we started talking about a lot of things, and it's something that we're all really interested in. But as the time went on, we actually started to, um, you know, wanted yeah, to get it, bigger. It, it started as like a, um, you know, a, a way to talk about different topics and have our different opinions and views on each topic. Um, but then it grew into more of like an interview podcast because we started talking to all these different interesting people. And we like to ask people, um, you know... The title of our podcast is called Life's Not a Box of Chocolates. So we want to know, you know, like, what does that title mean to you? Yeah. And how do you perceive that? Yeah. How do you perceive, like, the, the title of the podcast? What does it mean to you exactly? Oh, I like that. You know what? I feel like, for me, it would translate very well into travel. Because um, when you, while you're traveling, it's actually not always, like, all, like, butterflies and roses exactly. it's not all the like sweet chocolate mm -hmm. actually pretty hard and difficult um in some time but when you look back and you look at the stories the memories and everything in hindsight you're like oh my god that was the best chocolate ever like this was the best time ever and you have these amazing stories you remember the chocolate like so well and i feel that translates very well yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a great answer. That's great real. Answer. That that's a really good answer. Oh my god, you 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 continue to impress me. You really do. Okay, so um, Thank you. you guys are amazing. No, no, you're amazing. Yeah, you're a really good. Yes, you had a lot of good stories. You had a lot of good different things to talk about. I mean, I myself wish I've traveled that much. You know, I always like a change of scenery. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I really. I mean. I'm only, I mean, we're 29, so I do know that I do want to, I'm going to be traveling. I know I am. I know that, you know, that is long from being over. I'm, I have a bucket list and I probably crossed off maybe, probably 10 of like 100 things that I'm going to be doing. So I got like 90 things to catch up on. So. That's amazing. Yes. And just having the attention that you are going to do it, I'm pretty sure you will. Hopefully once this whole situation is over and we can all go back to doing whatever we want whenever we want it. Yep, this this will pass. This too shall pass and we'll all get back to normal life. And, you know, we continue to pray for others. We continue to pray for ourselves and make sure that we're healthy. Make sure that we're, you know, we're just washing our hands, just being clean and stop touching our faces mm -hmm. and just be just be smart about this. And, you know, we're all in this together. So, um, oh, yeah. all right. So, Viv, we're going we're gonna to wrap this up. But, of course, we do um, um, in a ritual that's basically like an, our <laughs> outro. Our outro. So, um, you know what, before we do an outro, um, let's just shout out our, our Instagrams. This is, uh, mm -hmm. this is the God King signing off. You can find me on Instagram at voice of gods, AKA Larry Tate's the God's name. The city of God shines over us. 
Go ahead. This is Anthony. You can follow me at Anthony M. Vega, and you could also follow my second um, form of podcast at Podcast Maniac and on Instagram. Maniac. Yep. And, <laughs> so um, let's get right into it. Viv, go ahead and just shout yourself out one more time where everyone can find you. At Adventure Your World. Excellent, excellent. Just everywhere. Yeah. All right, so Viv, you're going to participate, a direct par- participation right now in this outro that we do with all of our guests. So well, we call it the golf clap, the mark of gentlemen, or, you know, uh, the I call it the Dumbledore clap because it's what Dumbledore <laughs> does in the, in the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> anyway. So, so what, Viv, this is what you're yeah. going to do. This is what you're going to do, hon. You're going to take your left arm and basically put it at a 90-degree angle in front of your sternum. Okay. Literally. And then you're Ready? gonna and then you're gonna put your right hand and then put it over your left hand. Okay. And then you're just gonna start clapping. You're we gonna call, start gently clapping. Yeah, that's what Dumbledore does in, <laughs> in Harry Potter. That's what everyone did. That's what everyone does for Tiger Woods at his meetings. Yeah. You know, so this is what so this is what it what we do for our outro. So on the count of three, we're gonna start clapping and we're just gonna give it a lovely outro, okay? That sounds perfect. You guys are awesome. All right. One, two, three. That is a wrap. We welcome everybody everybody into listening. This will be uploaded very soon. Viv, we really appreciate you, hon. You're a thing of legends. You're a worldwide movement. And definitely stay in touch. And we hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, hon, you all right? Are, you were a great guest. And, uh, definitely. <coughs> you guys are amazing. Touch. You're incredible. Yep. So keep, keep in touch. Stay safe. And once again, you're a thing of legends, my love. We'll talk to you soon, dear. <laughs> Goodbye. Talk to you soon. All right. Awesome. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye now. <laughs> Bye.